All the church ought to ever do in the presence of God is praise. All the church ought to ever do in the presence of the living God is give him praise. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, he's worthy to be praised. Open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians at chapter 7, verses 6 through verse 9, and I'm glad you've already shouted because I do not expect any shouting in this message. First Corinthians 7, 6 through verse 9, and I want to talk about being single is not a disease, and being married is not a cure. Maybe y'all will shout, I, I, don't, I don't know. Being single is not a disease, and being married is not a cure. But I speak this by permission and not of commandment. For I would that all men were even as I myself. But every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner and another after that. I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. But if they cannot contain, if they cannot control themselves, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn in lust. That's what that word burn means in the text. You're not going to hell. You just won't be able to sleep at night. You may have your seat. I wanted to preach this message in just one sermon, but I will have to divide it into three parts. The word today is God's word for singles, and next week's message is God's word to married couples, and the next word on the fifth Sunday is God's word to people who have been divorced. I have been in all three categories. Why, why y'all laughing? I didn't mean that for a joke or nothing. I'm, I'm, I, I just want to get over to us that God has a word for every season in your life. Being single is not a disease. Singles are swiftly growing to be the largest part of the U.S. population. 85 million people in the United States over the age of 18 have never been married. 42% of all American households are headed by single adults. There is north of 11 million widows and over two million widowers. 
another arresting statistic that ought to shock us. 50% of all marriages, Christian and non-Christian, end in divorce. 50% of all marriages end in divorce. Christian and non-Christian. And for those of you who have not gotten a divorce, you're probably still together because it's financially feasible. You ain't that much in love. You just can't afford to get out. 50% of marriages, Christian and non-Christian, end in divorce. Suppose you got on a plane in the morning. And the, 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 the people, the pilot or the, 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 one of the people who are handling the food carts gets on the loudspeaker and says, thank you for joining us on Southwest or Spirit Airline. We have a 50% chance of crashing this plane. I suspect you would take all your stuff out the overhead bin get your stuff from under that seat and get out of there as soon as you can. But 50% of marriages, Christian and non-Christian, end in divorce. I'm trying to keep you from coming to talk to Reverend Washington. I'm trying to help us this morning because the scripture says, teach them to observe all things. There are individuals here this morning who are single by choice, single because of divorce, or single because of the loss of a spouse. And the church needs to accept the reality and the pain of each of these particularities and help redeem and transform people in their pain and singleness rather than making them feel like they have leprosy because they are not holding somebody's hand. You ought to see how people who are single are treated when they come to church. You're 25 years old, 35 years old, 45 years old, and you're single, and they look at you, what's wrong with you? Why you ain't got nobody? Something wrong? <laughs> and if you're recently divorced, I can fix you up with somebody. I just got out of a mess. Or single women will come to this church and they can't get out the car unless some vulture has honed in on them at the church. Hey, baby, you walking by yourself? Yes. Well, uh, we going in the same building. Uh, can I get them digits? What you doing tonight? Hoping you leave me alone. 
the ultimate goal since we were children we have been we have been sensitized to believe that the ultimate goal in life is to get married and people who are unmarried are divorced we look at them like they are not enough as a matter of fact married people sometimes forget themselves and introduce themselves as so-and-so's wife you mean you didn't exist before you got married? And, and suppose he dies, you won't be a person after he dies? Or suppose you get a divorce, you won't be a person after he's divorced? Don't introduce yourself as Mrs. So-and-so, uh, somebody's wife. You are a child of God. You are made in the imago Deo, the image and the likeness of God. We need to quit mistreating single people are buzzing in on them that they can't even get out the car to come to church because some buzzard has already landed where they drive because we have been brainwashed since childhood Ken and Barbie sitting in a tree K-I-S-S-I-N-G first comes love then comes marriage then comes a baby in the you don't need all that unless that's God's will for your life learn how to love yourself in your singleness because if you are an unhappy single person you're getting ready to make two people unhappy. Listen to me. The reason, the reason we do more maintenance and healing in marriage, the reason we do more maintenance and healing in marriage is because we have not spent enough time developing ourselves in our singleness. And marriage is such a strong covenant that God tries everything he can to keep us from doing it. Listen, listen to what happens. You be around your married girlfriends and you're not married or your biological clock is ticking and as soon as you get in the house, before your mama asks you how you're doing, when I'm going to get some grandchildren. And we do that especially with girls. We do that especially with women. Men can stay in the house till they're on social security. But we are especially hard on women. When you get married, when you're going to start dating, when you're getting married. And then once you get married, when you're going to start having some children? Then once you start having children, when you're going to stop having children? It never ends. It's always some drama. And then you get caught up in that vortex. And here's what happens. You are sick of you. So you think marriage will fix you. 
Come here and let Uncle Rev tell you something. If you think you're going to get a boo so y'all can do the do, if God ain't in it, it's going to be some poo-poo. Poo-poo is another word for caca. Caca is another word for doo-doo. Doo-doo is another word for poop. Poop is another word for shut your mouth. I know y'all thought I was going to say it. Listen to me. Come on, get your mind back in the sermon. We have been mistaught that the first institution God ever created was marriage. Marriage was instituted by God, but the first thing God ever created was a single person. was not created married. He was created single. And before Adam got with Eve, God had already given him responsibility. And before you marry him, make sure he got dominion over something. Responsibility over something. Because if he's sorry now, he's going to be sorry once you marry him. Am I doing all right? Uh, listen. God wants you, God wants you to know who you are without someone else. Because marriage does not cover up singleness. It exposes it. Now, 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 some of the brothers can help me testify if they tell the truth. When we were single, it was one or two days you didn't take a shower. You're lying, you know. You, you, but tell the truth. Because you hadn't worked out and you hadn't been outside, you hadn't cut any grass. And so you, I can go to bed. But when you get married, your wife sniffs it out. And you haven't taken a shower or you take a wash up. And your wife is coming in the room and you say, hey, girl, what we going to do? And she looks at you and say, 
nothing. Get your stanky in the shower. Because you could do that when you were single. But now that you are with somebody, they got an antenna. I'm going to talk about that more in the marriage situation. Because in the marriage stuff, women just think you're supposed to know stuff that you don't know. And then you get in the house and she's mad and you don't know why she's mad. And you're saying it ain't her birthday. It ain't, it ain't Christmas. It's not an anniversary. I'm going to talk about that next week. But God wants you to know who you are without someone else. Y'all remember those two sisters, Bessie and Delaney, uh, Bessie and Sadie Delaney. Uh, they were over 100 years old and they lived in Mount Vernon, New York. They've, they've passed on now. But years ago, there was a play on Broadway uh, named Having Our Say, uh, a book named after them, Bessie and Sadie Delaney. And they were on Oprah Winfrey's show one time, and Oprah asked them the question, how is it that you, uh, Bessie, are 100 and you, Sadie, are 103? And Bessie, who was the most fiery of the two, said, we lived so long because we ain't had no men worrying us. Wanting sex all the time and cooking all the time. That's why we lived so long because we ain't had no men bothering us. God wants you to know who you are without someone else. Listen, because if you cannot figure out how to love yourself in singleness, you'll never know how to love somebody in relationship. Now listen to me, sisters. Don't, don't let them see everything on Instagram. Don't, don't let them see everything on Facebook. Every dimple, every crease, every line because you on Facebook. We've seen you naked with your clothes on. Somebody ought to help me preach here this morning. But the problem with that is you get so preoccupied with what you have that you're not working on who you are. And a woman is more than breasts and legs and hips. A woman is integrity and character and a business mind. If you're looking for your Boaz, Boaz was working. If you're looking for your Proverbs 31 woman, that Proverbs 31 woman was a business woman. Proverbs 31 ain't just about beauty is deceitful and charm is vain and all that. It's about a woman who gets up early in the morning. I wish I had a Bible reader. It's about a woman who has a mind to be ingenious and a woman who has a mind to work and to take care of her family. And that Proverbs 31 woman don't need a man. 
because she handling that stuff by herself. And girl, you don't need a dog if you got to bark. you preaching this morning listen I'm talking to single folk this is not for everybody we, we, we married people just listening in this is for single people it is okay to be single it is actually okay to date yourself Take yourself to dinner. Take yourself to the movies. Go buy something. Go somewhere. Take yourself on a vacation. Because there's a difference between being single and being alone. Everybody who's single ain't lonely. And everybody who married ain't together. I wish I had help to preach here this morning. Listen. When you think someone will complete you. When you think someone will complete you. You hurry to get with them. But when you are complete in yourself, you can be choice. Single folk, let me give you some red flags. Because what the devil can't destroy, he will distract. Whatever the devil cannot destroy, he will distract. Let me give you some, some red flags. Red flag number one. Does he have a job? Red flag number two. Does he have a job? Red flag number three. Is he working? Red flag number two. Why you got to pay for dinner? Y'all go on a trip and you pay it. And he talked about, I'm going to give you your money back. What? Or y'all have this arrangement that when we go to dinner, one time you pay, one time I pay. When you pay, y'all at seasons 52. When he pay, it's a five piece at Frenchie. 
Well, he will, he, he, he will add some peppers. Um, that's a red flag. That, that reminds me of uh, Charlinette. I don't know if Charlinette is here this morning. Yeah, that she is back there. I hear. <laughs> I was teaching in the in the young adult uh, workshop, and I and Charlinette raised her hand, and I said, "Lord, please don't let Charlinette raise her hand." But she raised her hand, and she said, "Reverend, I went to to Papado's with this dude, and uh, we sat down there and ate." And she said, I, "I I mean, I really poured it on. I ate fried shrimp, fried oysters." I had fried fish, I had french fries, I had gumbo, I had salad. And she said when the bill came, uh, they, he gave the man his debit card and the guy came back and said, sir, your card has been declined. And he said, oh no, I know my card ain't been declined. Run it again. He said, sir, I've tried it three times. And Charlinette said, is, is there a problem? And he said, well, I don't, I don't think, I got, my, I, I got paid today. I don't think my check cleared. Can you handle it? She said, no. She said, it was 8 o'clock. And his check wouldn't clear until midnight. I said, Charlotte, what you did all that time? She said, I graded papers at my school. I did lesson plans, I played games on my phone, Candy Crush, you know, and she said when 12 o'clock came, sure enough, his debit card cleared, we paid the bill, and we left. <laughs> and then she said, all the week, he was calling her. And finally, two weeks later, she answered, and he said, how come you didn't answer my call? She said, because every time you called, I pressed decline like they did at Papa Do. flag number three why can't you reach him when he's on his business work trips why do you buy him stuff and he don't buy you stuff That, that was a member here. She's going to be with the Lord now. Some of the old Lily Grove people remember Sister L. Jane Anderson. Every year for my anniversary, Sister L. Jane Anderson would say, Pastor, I need you to go pick you something out that I can buy for you for your anniversary because I don't give men money. She said, I don't know where these young women getting that from, but I don't give men money. She said, go pick you out a gift and I'll go buy it for you. Make sure it's under $25. Red flag number five. What is his or her emotional IQ? Because if you miss any of these signs because you are tired of being single, you're going to end up taking care of a grown child.
you will end up arguing and going to counseling while you're dating. I ain't going to counsel with no Negro I'm dating. Because here's how, we, here's, here's how messed up we are in our community. We think dating is the same thing as being married. And it's not. You're two single people. And so when you're two single people, you ain't got no business acting like two married people unless you're compatible enough to get married. Because what will happen is you will text and he won't answer and you go looking for it. And getting all ghetto and common. Want to fight and cut somebody. And the man just getting out the elevator on his job. And you, t- and you taking your earrings off. Hey, I text you. Why you ain't text me back? I was at work. Don't shoot. We ain't even married yet and you acting a fool. Uh, Listen to me, children. (laughs) Singles have a special place in the kingdom of God. And there is a special word for singles that comes directly from the word of God. You don't have to get dating advice from Iyanla Van Sant. Get off these dating apps. Stop trying to find your boo and work on you. And God will send you the desire of your heart. Because you are looking for love in all the wrong places. If you find him at a club, leave him right where you find him. Somebody trying to introduce you to somebody as politely as you can said, I would appreciate it if you'd find something else to do. Because you are in my personal space. And I would like for you to move along before I get angry. I'm at the Lord's house. And I don't want to cuss your tail out. So move around. Get away from my car before I back over you. Listen to me. The word of God says this. It is not God's will for everyone to be married. If that were the case, Jesus would have got married. Paul, who wrote over half the New Testament, never got married. There is no shame or reproach in choosing to remain single if that is God's will for your life. 
And if it is God's will, God will give you the necessary tools to remain single. And the tool you need to remain single is celibacy. And Paul said, everybody don't have that gift. He was talking to me. I, 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 I never could have been a priest. Because I ain't with that, that celibate situation. Come on, brethren. I told you I need your help tonight. Come on. If God made anything better than a woman, he kept it for himself. I like the way you wear your hair. I like them stylish clothes you wear. Ooh, I like it. Now, if you don't like it, brothers, oh, this ain't your crowd. But real men like real women. And a real woman wants a real man. A strong, take charge, get up and go to work, love me unconditionally, man, and that woman ain't got no problem respecting you. Because a woman responds best to a man when he loves her unconditionally. Now she got some problems. They all got some problems. And I want you single women to stop overlooking the glaring red flags God is raising up by saying, I know he's not this, but he got some good qualities. Red flag number one. Does he have a child? He dropping you to work in your car and he going to stay at the ice house all day smoking weed. Go home, watch the young and the restless. Talking about he putting in some applications but ain't nobody calling a nigga for nothing. It's hard out of here on the black man. All these help wanted signs all over the place. If you don't have a job in Houston, that's because you don't want a job. But women stop taking care of these sorry men. Because all the stuff he's doing is a neon sign from God. He does not want you. That ain't, that ain't what he's telling you because he likes you taking care of him. He likes you paying for everything. He likes you being the woman taking care of your man. But God has a sign in heaven. Just, just look up next time you're walking. 
and God has a sign in heaven just blinking. He does not want you. And even, listen, you, you will accept somebody who's not even of your faith. He's not even a Christian, but he, he looks so good. He's tall. He's dark. He's handsome. He works. He, he pays for everything. But he's a Muslim. And you're a Christian. And God will not lead you to somebody outside your salvation. Am I helping somebody this morning? Listen, sisters and brothers. Singles typically, here's the blessing of being single. Singles typically face less demands physically, emotionally, materially, and financially than their married counterparts. Because your needs are less. You don't have to answer to anybody. When you're single, you have nobody to please but you and God. Singleness is the most important time in your life for it's in that time that you have undistracted work for the kingdom of God with your relationship with God and with yourself and it is the season of your life that God has blessed you with to find out who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, society will tell you who they think you are. And eventually you will end up settling for less than God's best. Let me, let me give you two words, single people. Married folk, you can listen if you want, but I'm talking to single people this morning. There are two words, singles, I want you to take with you from this message. Self-aware. Self-aware. Because when you are self-aware, you can say to that brother, you got everything I'm looking for in a man, but you don't love God. You don't, you, don't, you don't go to church. You're not a Christian. You don't have a very high emotional IQ. Because we get into a disagreement and you slamming your stuff down and, and, and raising your fist up. Hold on, brother. My daddy raised me. You put your hands on me. It's on. I mean, we fighting all night. And if you can't fight, go call your cousin. Listen to me, saints. If you are in an unsafe relationship, get out of it. It is not God's will for nobody to raise their hand to you. If you are in that relationship, love ain't going to change that. The police will change that. I almost said a gun will change that, but that's not what I want to say. I don't, I don't mean that. Don't, don't quote me on that. I'm saying, stop letting somebody bury the light of your potential under the bushel of their expectations. 
Because people who are empty and vacuous and narcissistic have a hole in their soul that you will never fill. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you try to be. I don't care how you try to please. Whatever you do will never be enough. So you need to be woman enough to say to him, thank you for the drinks. But you ain't man enough to lead this woman. You need to be courageous enough, sister, to tell him I'm way too much woman for you. You don't have what it takes for respect from this woman. Because a real woman wants a real man. That's, 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 the, that's the blessing of singleness. You can be self-aware and spend your time with you and God so that when you know who you are, then you can join your life with somebody else who knows who they are. But if you just bring 50% and he just brings 50%, 50% is drifting out there somewhere. You got to bring 100% and he bring 100% and when the two of you come together, you are one flesh. I'm through, but, but, but the problem is when you're not through being single, you try to be single while you're married. When you're not through being single, you try to be single while you're married. I need some space. I need some time to myself. You crowding me. Move. It's my side of the bed. Ew. Stop touching me. I'm going with my girlfriends. She ain't got to do all this. You should have stayed single. Because if you're not through being single, you're going to try to be single through marriage. And that is not the blessing of singleness. The burden that comes with that is you should marry only after waiting on God. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're 46. I know you want to be with somebody. I know you want companionship. I know you want to be loved. But Isaiah chapter 54 says God will be your husband. God will protect you. God will provide for you. You should not marry only after waiting on God. And then you should only marry within the will of God. This last word, and I'm through. This young boy was raised in a large family. And his mother and father did not make a lot of money. There was a lot of children in the family. And he wanted a bicycle, so he would go to the junkyard and look for spare parts for a bicycle. He had one pedal that looked different from the other pedal. He had 
a seat that didn't match the bicycle. The front end was a different color from the back end. One tire had four or five spokes missing, and the handlebars had no grips on them, so his hands would sweat and slip off the handlebars. And so one day he and his father went to Western Auto, and he begged his daddy for some plastic grips to put on the handlebars. His daddy, who did not make a lot of money, went to the back of the store and talked with the store manager, and they left without the plastic handlebar grips. Christmas morning, the boy wakes up, looks under the Christmas tree, and there is a brand new bicycle. And he's so excited, and he looks at his father with tears in his eyes and said, Daddy, I asked for plastic handlebar grips, and you wouldn't buy them. And the daddy said, while you were looking for handlebar grips, I was getting you a bicycle. And sister, brother, stop looking for plastic handlebar grips when God wants to give you a bicycle. Single is not a disease. Nothing's wrong with you because you're not married. Nothing is wrong with you because you choose to be single. You are working on you. And anybody who got a problem with that, you need to get them people out your life. Because as long as your relationship with God is tight, God knows how to bring you a bicycle rather than plastic handlebar grips. <laughs>